Hallelujah. 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 Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And so thankful for God's goodness, His mercy allowing us to come together to worship, to praise, and to glorify Him. And I hope that this does nothing else in our lives, that it makes us take the house of God a little more serious and um, be thankful that God's allowed us to come together to worship. It may not always be as it is that we have this privilege and this honor to come together to worship God. But I am grateful today and I am thankful today and I give God praise and glory for it. Amen. And I'm glad that you're here. And um, I want to uh, say how glad we are that Brother and Sister Smith are here with us. And uh, Brother Smith will be preaching tonight and the services tonight and uh, looking forward to that. I want to read you. I feel feel like I'm repeating myself because I just done all of this just a few moments ago. And uh, they messed me up this morning because they put this morning's broadcast on the air too. They was not supposed to do that. It was supposed to be now. But uh, so all of those who is listening twice and some of you that are here that is hearing twice. But I I received this letter or I found this letter and I want to read it to you today. And uh, this is a letter from the governor because there's a lot of questions about what we're doing um, is it legal or illegal? Should we be doing it or should we not be doing it? And the things that makes me really concerned is when I go by Walmart and it's packed out. And I go by uh, HEB and it's packed out. And I go by Home Depot and it's packed out. And uh, yesterday people were shopping in Dillard's. And uh, some things that we're doing doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, so... I want to be safe. I don't want to be an idiot. I don't want to be classified as an idiot. And I don't want to be wise. I want to be wise. I don't want to be foolish at all. And um, I have first obligation to God, to my family, and to this church, and to this community. And I want to use all of those very wisely and do it very wisely. But the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, says churches were not specifically mentioned in the executive order limiting social gatherings due to the freedom of religion. In the town town hall hosted by Nexstar Thursday evening, the governor said there was nothing specific in the executive order about churches because there is a freedom of religion here in the United States of America. Governor Abbott went on to say that most churches are providing online services, alternative services, or seating situations that ensure the safety of their congregations. And so that's what we're trying to do today. And uh, unless the governor changes his mind, unless the Constitution of the United States of America is changed overnight, which possibly can be. There's a lot of things happened in the last week that has surprised me that what we are doing is legal and what we are doing is trying to make a way where everybody is safe and looks like everybody could be six or 60 feet apart today in the church if you would like. But I want to um, 
remind you a church is important. I feel that church is important. And I think it is a necessity to us as children of God that we come together to worship and to praise and to glorify our great God because He is worthy of all of our praises. Amen. Amen. Uh, turn me up a little bit in the house, just a little bit, because I'm kind of roaring in my head, but it's going to have to be. Don't turn these down. Uh, it's going to have to be a little bit loud because my voice is already a little bit weak. And uh, I know that you have heard me coughing up, probably not that loud, but <clears throat> I know that you have heard me coughing up here. But uh, it's not due to a sickness. It's due to that I've been out on the lake and uh, it was windy. North wind was blowing yesterday and it was a little bit cold. And the day before that, I fished in the rain. And uh, But the day before that, the sun was shining. And so I did what they ordered. I got out in the sun and it was warm, so it should have killed all the germs on my body. And uh, I'm thankful I'm thankful. Boy, I tell you what, it was a nice week of quarantine. I guarantee you that. And I enjoyed myself. And I hope that you can make the best out of a bad situation. And I think that that's what we ought to do. I don't want to diminish the peril of times and the hour that we're living in. But I don't want to underestimate the power and the glory of our God either. And uh, I tell you what, there's no greater time to be living for God than right now. And if I was not where I needed to be with God, I'd be trying to get where I needed to be with God right now. And um, I want to read to you a scripture this morning. And let's look at Hebrews chapter number 6. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse number 19. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse number 19. The scripture says, now I, I will take part of this scripture and uh, use it today. This whole setting is dealing with a totally different situation than what I want to deal with today. But I do want to take this scripture right here. I believe it's uh, very important to the day and an hour that we're living in. Verse number 19 says, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into into that within the veil. Let's put our Bibles, let's lift our hands and our voices toward God and ask God for His help today. God, we're depending on You. My faith, my confidence, my trust, and my hope is in You. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, for the leading and guiding, directing of Your hand, God. Move in this service today. Draw us nearer to Thee, God, and we'll give You the praise. We'll give You the glory and You the honor, God. We magnify You. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands and lift your voice and glorify Him today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love You, Lord. I praise You, God. And I magnify Your great name. Your great name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Now, I don't, I don't preach for the amens, but I have found out this morning how important they are. And, uh, so, uh, there's not many of us here today, so let's do our best to get in tune with what God would want for us in this service today. 
I believe that every service is important. I believe that we are to hold every service important. And we are to move with the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. How many come to feel after the Holy Ghost today? Amen. Amen. I want to preach to you from this subject this morning, an anchor of the soul. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 6 is dealing with a few different things here. And um, it does not necessarily talk about the anchor of the soul that I want to deal with this morning. But the Apostle Paul does briefly make mention of that. When you, when you look at Hebrews chapter number 6, you'll find that the Scripture tells us that there are two immutable things which is impossible for God to do. And in number one, it is impossible for God to lie. The Scripture tells us that it refers to either... Now, now it's dealing with uh, Abraham's promise. And, and um, the writer here, well known, and some there's different opinions about this, but most people seem to agree that more than likely it was the Apostle Paul that had written Hebrews. There's some different opinions about that, but most scholars would agree that it was Apostle Paul or had a big part in writing the big book of Hebrews. And uh, he is making reference to the promise that God had made to Abraham and the oath that he made. And uh, when he swore unto Abraham or promised unto Abraham... He swore by himself because there is no greater to promise or to swear by than he. And so he promised that he was going to make of him a great nation. And the oath that God promised, he was confirming to Abraham that what he had promised, he cannot lie about. And what he said he would do, he was capable of. Of doing and bringing to pass. Amen. That, that the, the, the Word of God is referencing to us that we have a refuge that we have hope in. And there is a place that we as individuals can put our trust. Here, uh, here in the Word of God, it talks about the cities of refuge that when the manslayer uh, had had sl- uh, slew someone that there was cities throughout uh, the the children of Israel that they had set up when they come into the promised land that they could go in and that was a place of safety it was a place of refuge it was a place of hope for all of those who had committed trespass against someone else. Uh, we find this coming into play in Abner's life, that Abner had slew someone and he had run from the fear of Joab. And he was in the city of refuge and he was untouchable by Joab as long as he was there. But he was enticed to come out of that city. And when he come out of that city, we know the story how his adversary took his life. Which hope we have, the Scripture tells us. I think it's very important that we look at the wording of this Scripture. And it says, which hope we have as 
an anchor of the soul. Both sure and steadfast. Here Paul changes to the illusion from the safety of the cities of refuge to a ship reaching its harbor. Making reference to a ship that was in a storm that had finally made it to a place of safety. Knowing that her anchor that she had found in that harbor was safe and secure and steady. So it is with believers that has a hope in eternal life. As I look at the world that we are living in today, and I don't want to keep making reference to what I said a little while ago, so you that were here, just excuse me in repeating myself, but to, to, to look at society and what we are facing today. Uh, last week this time, if someone would have told us that, that it would be like this, we would have told them that you're crazy. That last week, if we would have been discussing the crashing of the economy in seven days, we would have said, that's impossible. If we would have looked and said they would be regulating on how many people we could have in church in seven days, we would say, that's the foolish, that will never happen, not in America. I do, <clears throat> I do not personally believe that this is the end of the world, so don't get me wrong in what I am saying today. I do not believe that uh, this is the start of great tribulation. I believe that we will come out of this and we will make it out of this and a few days life will return to some state of normalcy, whatever that may be. That's what my faith and my prayer and my hope is. I don't have any, any, uh, anything to, to bank that on other than just my hope and my prayer is that I want things to return as normal as they possibly can. But with everything, Every tragedy that happens, we give up a little bit of freedom. 9-11 struck, and we remember how the world was thrown into chaos, especially this country, and we gave up freedoms that we have never regained to this day. And I do believe that through this, this situation that has happened, that there will be freedoms that we are given up, things that will be lost that we as individuals and we as the children of God will never regain again because the change of society. I believe that, that they are learning how much and how much control they have over people. And uh, what they can do and how they can manipulate people and how they can get people to fall in to their way of thinking. And so we have said, and I, I'm not criticizing anyone that's not attending service. That's a choice of yours. I told everybody Wednesday night, it's a choice that you make. We will continue to have church to this point as we are now. Uh, things might change in a week. Things might change in a few days. What changes we will allow you to know. And we will try to keep you informed and updated. And I told everyone that feels uncomfortable, don't do it. I'm, so I'm not, I'm not, if you're at home listening today, I'm not backhanding you. But I, I, I'm just making a statement that we need to be aware of the times. 
And we need to be aware of the day and the hour that we are living in. And how that this has happened. And what the world makes us feel like that we are the ones to blame if we try to have church and someone comes up sick. That naturally they would catch it at church. I've heard some pastors say that their insurance companies advise them do not have church because if someone comes to church and say they got it there, they will be suing the church and your insurance company and your lawyers will not defend you. When naturally the more, the more obvious place to catch it would be at Walmart or at the gas station or at the grocery store because we're in a contact with a lot more people. So what they do, and, and this is what we're seeing a, a, a whole new avenue here of how they play mind games and they get the belief to us believing that, that we don't want to be crazy or we don't want to be rude or we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to be, uh, just forceful and not cautious about what's going on and the tragedy at hand. So we just try to fall in line and play along with everybody else. And I do want to do that. I want to be respected in the community. I want to be respected in the church. I want to be respected most of all of God. And I want God to know that He is the most important thing in my life. And I hold Him dearer than anything else that I have as possessions. And then think about this. These are, are things to think about before I get into really what I want to preach to you for the next few moments. But, but there is nothing, uh, nothing anymore Filthier or dirty than cash dollars. That is the dirtiest, filthiest thing that you can have in your possession. So everybody bring it and put it in the offering pan. And uh, no, but, but in reality. And so it carries diseases. It carries uh, things that, that we need to protect ourselves from. So what better time... Now, I'm just throwing this out there. What better time is there than right now than uh, for us to go to a cashless society? That they would give you cards in reimbursing you for your dollar bills or your hundred dollar bills are better than that. Eventually a chip that you can scan that would be on you 24 hours a day. They know where you're at, what you're doing, what you're buying, what you're spending, what your income is. You can't hide anything from the government. Now, just these are things to think about. This, I'm not saying we are there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that we are moving toward that point. Now, when you read about the end times, deception was the first thing that Jesus told them to look for. There is no greater time of deception than what the time and hour that we are living in now. People are being deceived. People are being manipulated. People are, are being uh, changed by uh, different opinions of doctrinal issues. And they are saying, this is no longer important and that's no longer important. But I want to tell you, if there's ever been a time where this book is important, we are living in that day and hour. If you will look also further into the Word of God, you'll say that the, see that the end time, there was pestilence. Do you know what pestilence is? Pestilence are diseases. That's what we are 
fighting against right now. So to stick our head in the sand and say it's not going to happen to us and not in this country and not in our lifetime, I think that we all ought to stick our head above the sand and look around at the signs of the time and the wind that is blowing around. Amen. And realize that that what we have been talking about and what we have been preaching about could possibly happen in our lifetime. And so every time that we come together to worship God, we need to take it very serious with power and force and realize this is not just something that we do because we have nothing else to do. But this is our life. Amen. This is our source of hope. Hallelujah. 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 Too much. We're ringing now. Amen. Turn them down a little bit. Turn up the house just a tad. Amen. But but this is what we've got to understand and realize the time. What is an anchor? What are we talking about in reality when we talk about an anchor? When you think about an anchor, what's the first thing you think of when you think about an anchor? I think about fishing. I think about being in a boat. I think about something you anchor yourself because you're targeting that fish and you're trying to steady the boat when you're in the wind. And, and, uh, so they make anchors of different, uh, of different things. They're different sizes. They're different shapes. And, uh, so they make anchors that's on a crank. They make anchors that's just tied to a rope. They make anchors that's to electric. A pulley that pulls it up out of the water and lets it down in the water. They also make anchors now on, on sport fishing boats that, that look like big grasshopper legs on the back of it. That, that they have poles that goes down. Just, uh, just, uh, day before yesterday I was fishing and I, I have one on my boat and I had it there while I was pulling my truck up to the, to the boat ramp. Up, up the boat ramp and parking it and I come back and I got in and I, I mashed the button just expecting the anchor to go up and uh, I just cranked up the motor and took off. My anchor was still down and I heard something boom hit the bottom of the, the boat ramp when I went by and I said, Oh Lord, I hit my motor and I turned around and I said, No, it's my anchor. That's better than my motor anyway. But, but there are many different things, but they are all have a purpose, and they all have a part that they play. An anchor is various devices dropped by a chain or a cable or a rope to the bottom of a body of water to prevent or restrict the motion of a vessel or the floating object, typically having a, a, a bore or a hook or something to attach to that vessel to hold it steady in place. There is an anchor today that that is not just an anchor for a boat. But if there's ever been a time where we need something that is secure and something that is real and something that is firm and something that is steady, we are living in that day and that hour. I'm reminded of a song that that I've heard uh, for the last few days that's pretty popular. Uh, but, but it says this. It says, drifting beneath the horizon, 
My body is weak, but I'm trying to make it to shore. But I'm falling short. I need you more. Wave after wave, I've been sinking. So unto your promise, I'm clinging. You say that I am strong. To you I belong. Keep holding on. And then the Course goes to say that you are my anchor. So steady me, steady me now. You are my anchor. You're keeping my feet on the ground. In, ang- in angry oceans you've never broken. Though every wave of the storm, you are my anchor. So steady me, steady me now. Verse number two says, when I tried and to, uh, when I'm tired of fighting and all the fears I've been hiding, you gave me your breath uh, telling me to rest. You never left. I can, I can, I can hear you calling me by my name, pulling me out from under my shame. Never be the same. I can face anything. So just go ahead and let it rain because I have an anchor. Amen. I, I think it was, I, I don't know uh, what night it was, but one night, uh, I believe Sister Smith, when she was singing, she got off on the song and realized she might have been on the wrong song. But it was that that song of making sure that your anchor is anchored to that solid rock. Amen. If there's ever been a time, and I thought, you know, maybe that wasn't by accident, but that was by the divine will and purpose of God, that we need to make sure that we are anchored to a secure rock. Amen. Amen. I've always said this, and it plays even more today as I see what's going on in society. Amen. If every old church in the world will work, no church at all will work. And every old religion in the world will work, no religion at all will work. I want to tell you, there is still a right and there is still a wrong. There is still a true and there is still a false. Amen. We need to be sure, church, that we are anchored to that solid rock. Amen. 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 Never before in my life have I ever been so excited that I am anchored to a true rock. Amen. That there is one thing, there is something. We think that God can do everything, but God cannot lie. And when He said, I'm going to be with you all the way, even unto the end of the world, God cannot lie. He was there yesterday, and He's here today, and He will be there for us tomorrow. I have a rock. I have an anchor. I have something I can trust in that is secure. Amen. Amen. We need an anchor like never before. 
I'm reminded of the New Testament church. A lot of people get confused about what the New Testament church did and what it believed. And they have come up with all kinds of ideas and opinions. But Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. Not upon the mouth of the Apostle Peter. Not upon the forceful Apostle Peter. Not upon the hot-headed Apostle Peter. But the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. I will build my church upon a rock. And that rock is the mighty God in Christ. And He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No matter what comes no matter what happens no matter what comes to pass even the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that is built upon the rock hallelujah 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 our anchor our anchor is not holding in something that is down below but our anchor is holding something that is up above. Amen. That when this life gets so troublesome, you know God's got to trouble us to get us ready to get out. Just like an eagle stirs up its nest. If an eagle don't stir up its nest, the young will never learn to fly. And I believe that God is stirring up the nest of the church, helping us to realize there's a better place. There's a better home. Amen. America is great, but it's not as great as over yonder. Amen. What I have here is wonderful. But there's something else that I am reaching for. There's something else that I have my eyes on. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands under the Lord right now. Hallelujah. That anchor is not pulling us down. We get weighted down with the things of life and with the cares of life and what's going on around us in life. And it weights us down. But our anchor does not weight us down. Our anchor lifts us up. Our anchor does not pull us down by the chin. But our anchor, as they would say, pulls us up by the bootstraps and helps us to look at something on the horizon that's greater than that here on earth. Amen. I've got an anchor that's pulling me forward. I've got an anchor that's reaching me up. I've got an anchor that's lifting my hands up. That's lifting my head up. That's lifting my spirit up. Amen. 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 I was... I, I, I like to ride bikes. And, and um, in these bike parks and off-road bikes, they have these, um, these little deals that they've built that you ride on and what it is it's a like a tuba 12 and they raise it up off of the ground and uh, you you ride up a ramp and then you get on that tuba 12 and you ride it some of them's a foot two foot three foot up in the air and you ride around on that tuba 12 now that sounds very easy when that thing's laying on the ground I can ride on a tuba six if it's on the ground, but you elevate it and it changes the whole perspective of things. And it's a lot different to do. And, and uh, in fact, I've got one built in my backyard that I practice on all the time where I could get to ride it. And I was having difficulty doing this. I could never do it. I could ride it three or four feet and I would crash or I would fall off of it and fall off.
off of my bicycle. And uh, at this age, it, it hurts when you fall off of a bicycle. So I was interested in doing it, but I was interested in how do you do it. So I was in uh, talking to some guys that ride. And I said, uh, you know, I'm having difficulty doing this. How how can you explain to me how how I can ride on these elevated ramps and trails? And and they said, oh, said said what's happening is said said uh, you're looking down at your front wheel, and when you're looking down, you're looking at where you're at, but you've got to raise your elevation to look at where you're going. And like when you're riding a bike, you don't look down at your front wheel; you look ahead of you of where where you're going said you've got to look up you cannot look down because when you look down you can't focus on where you're going amen i want to tell you we've got to get our head up and quit looking down at all the things that are around us and get our head up at what god is wanting to do amen and what god is doing in our life we cannot get distracted about where we've been or where we're at but where we're going Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul in his travel was in a storm. Terrible storm. The winds and the waves were blowing against them. The boat felt like it was going to be tore apart. They were throwing out weight that was unnecessary, trying to keep the boat afloat. And in the middle of the night, the Apostle Paul comes and he hears the voice of the angel. And so he gathers all of them around that had great respect and honor for him, even though he was a preacher. They are even though he was a a prisoner, they knew that he had a contact with God that was like no other. And he gathered them around and he said, And now I exhort unto you, be of good cheer. Amen. While the storm was going on, while the boat was rocking, and while the wind was blowing, and while the lightning was flashing, he was telling them there, be of good cheer. Yeah, right, Paul. We're going to die here. We're going to drown. The ship is being torn apart. But be of good cheer. Get your mind off of what's happening here. And get your mind on what God is doing there. Amen. I want to tell you, church, it's depressing times. It's disturbing times. But we have an anchor that's not here in this world. But we have an anchor that is anchored in a heavenly place that is holding us steady in a time of trouble and turmoil. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be of good cheer. So what I'm telling you today... Oh, yes. I don't believe this is the end of the world. But I believe it's getting us ready for what is to come. Oh, how do I be of good cheer when things are going crazy in my life? When the grocery store is packed and there's nothing on the shelves? Amen. How do I be of good cheer when my job looks like it's going to play out and there'll be no check in the mail or no check direct deposit? How can I be in good cheer of good cheer when all prices are crashing around me and everything else and that's what our economy is built on amen we 
we need $2.50 a gallon gas? Amen. How do I smile? How do I be in good cheer? Because we have an anchor. We have an anchor of the soul that is steadying us, that is holding us fast, that has got His arms around us, keeping us and protecting us in the time of trouble. Amen. Amen. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. Now what I'm riding on is going to be torn apart, but we're still going to make it, Paul. Oh, be of good cheer. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am. Oh, now you better listen to that and listen to it close. That's what makes all the difference in the world. There stood beside me an angel of God. Let me make reference. Who's I am. Amen. The question is today is not what's going on in the world and not the blink outlook in the world and society, but who do you belong to today? Amen. Who do you belong to today? I have an anchor. I have an anchor. Steady me, God. Hold me, God. Protect me, God. Watch me, God. Hold me steady in the time of storm. And it's whom I serve. Sing. 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 What did he say, Paul? Fear not. Are you kidding me? In the time of trouble? Fear not. You know, the devil, I'm, I'm human just like you're human. The devil attacks your mind. The devil attacks my mind. The devil says, oh, what if one of them babies get, get this virus? What if you get this virus? What if so-and-so gets this virus? What about this? What about that? And I want to tell you still... The thing that worries me the most is the economy. What are we going to do then? There's not enough of us here today to even pay the insurance every six months. Let alone the light bill. Amen. You see, so the devil wars against our mind. But this is what the Bible says, fear not. Fear not. When that day comes... Don't look down, but look up. When that time comes, don't hang your head down, but look up for my redemption. Draw it nigh. Hallelujah. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Thou must be brought before Caesar, Paul. And God hath given thee and all that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, here's that line again, be of good cheer. 
Amen, Brother Justin, Brother John. Amen, be of good cheer. Brother Jordan, be of good cheer. Amen, all of the rest of you in here, brothers and sisters, be of good cheer. Amen, smile in the storm. Dance in the rain. Why? Because I have an anchor. My, my hope is not standing here on earth, but my hope is in the Lord. I have an anchor of the soul. Hallelujah. 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 Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I... Now this is an important line right here. Amen. Listen very close. For I believe God. Amen. All of us, boy, we've been singing the praises of Trump. Trump's economy. Trump can, Trump can do everything. Trump was our savior. Trump was our provider. Amen. But I believe in God. Trump's economy crashed in a matter of hours. But I believe God. Oh yeah, he's going to bring it back. I don't put my trust in man. I put my trust in God. Amen. I'm trusting in God. What are you going to do when you can't pay the bills? I'm just going to trust in God. God didn't bring us to any valley God can't take us out of. God didn't bring us here to leave us. God hadn't loved us this long to forsake us. I've got an anchor. I've got something that is secure. i got something that is real. I don't serve Him for the fishes and the loaves. I serve Him because I love Him. Amen. 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 That it shall be even as it was told me. Sometimes we just have to steady ourselves and hold on to the anchor. Troubled times does two things. Y'all can be seated. I'm not through. Amen. Troubled times does one of two things. Troubled times would draw you closer to God or push you further away. I was up at the house a while back and it has this wooden deck and there where the water had run out in the corner over a period of time it had gotten some that green slicky slime on it and uh, I, I looked at that and I said boy that's slick right there everybody better be careful I got to get that cleaned up so I walked around the house I come around the front and then when I walked back around I had on my cowboy boots I was being a Texan and when I walked around the house my feet went straight up in the air and um, my uh, that what it hit pretty hard and uh, I reached and I grabbed for something and when I reached I reached for the closest thing to me and the closest thing to me was the wall without a handle and I slammed my hand up against the wall and like I broke my little finger and I still hit the ground brother Laster was there and uh, he heard me hit and turned around, and he, he wanted to laugh, but he didn't know if I was hurt or not. And so after he found out I was all right, yes, he did have a big laugh at me. But I thought about this. When I fell, when I stumbled, I reached for whatever was closest to me. And in this time, church, we are going to steady ourselves by whatever we're close to. And I said this Wednesday night, and I'll say again, 
that there will be a run on prescription pills like never before of people trying to calm their mind, calm their spirit, calm down. Just don't worry about today and what tomorrow holds because all the, the turmoil that's going on. Get on this medication and that medication because that's what they're close to. Amen. It's amazing that they're going to in the liquor store. The liquor stores are still open by all means. Why does that? Because that's what people's close to. And they have to turn to something that numbs their senses to reality. But I want to tell you today, my 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 closeness and what I reach for when I'm stumbling and what I reach for when I'm in trouble is not the liquor store. It's not the pill bottle. Amen. But I reach for the church. Let me get a hold of God. I've got an anchor that is sure. Steady me, God. 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 Hallelujah. God gives us peace in the midst of the storm. The Apostle Paul and those on the ship threw out the anchors to just hold them in place until they could get their legs under them again and get prepared for what tomorrow brings. Sometimes we're on the move. Sometimes we're at a standstill. But all the time we got to be holding on to the upward force of that anchor that is pulling us and holding us. Sometimes God stands still. He told Moses at the Red Sea, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But there's an army behind me and there's a Red Sea in front of me. And there's a people that's ready to kill me. Stand still. I'm just holding on to the anchor. I got something that is steady, something that is secure, amen, something that is powerful, something that I can trust in, something that was good in the good times, but it's also good in the bad times, something I can hold to that is secure and steady and holding me in place when I can't do anything else. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, He's a God of peace. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. You got to listen to the last part of that scripture. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. And the peace of God that passeth... How many times have we quoted it like that? And the peace of God that passeth all understanding. I've been praying and I prayed in the peace of God that passeth all understanding. But it also said, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. What's that telling us? you got to just hold on to the anchor. If you can say it like this, you've got to be anchored to the anchor. 
Amen. You've got to be anchored to the anchor. You've got to hold on to the anchor. You've got to be secure to the anchor. The anchor holds. But will you hold on to the anchor? And this is what I want to leave with you today. Colossians 3 and 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. In all things, give Him thanks. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. What's ruling your heart today? The news media pumps fear. 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 I'm scared to touch. We're scared to shake hands. We're scared to hug necks. We're scared to come to church. We're scared to go to the grocery store. We're scared about this. We're scared about that. They're pumping fear. But God is not the author of confusion. And He is not the author of fear. But the peace of God has got to rule in our hearts. How do you have peace in the storm? Because i got an anchor. Amen. How do you smile in trouble? Because I've got an anchor. Let's lift up our hands and praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Lift up your voice and magnify Him. I want us to sing that song from our hearts today. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Maybe you want to get out from where you're standing and just walk around the building. Peace of God. Cover me, God. Cover me, God. Protect me, God. Hold me steady in the time of trouble. Sing it from your hearts, church. Lift up your voice right now. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I trust you. I'm your child. It's your church. We're your people, God. We're called by your name. Thank you for the anchor of the soul. Only in you I find hope. Only in you I find rest. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cover me, Holy Ghost. I pray for peace in the minds and the hearts of every saint of God. Come on, me to make up. 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 Come on, me to make up.
place why don't we really worship him right now i pray for businesses i pray for health i pray for strength i pray god i pray right now in jesus name god for your mercy your protecting hand your blessing your comfort your peace right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus let's give him praise Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for an anchor. I'm thankful for an anchor of the soul. I'm thankful that my trust is not in this world, but my trust is in above. Amen. It's in my God and my Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord today. Amen. We're praying for everyone. 
We'll be in contact through the week. As of right now, the services are scheduled the same. Five, five o'clock tonight, seven o'clock tonight, and then 5.30 on Wednesday and 7.30 on Wednesday. And uh, so we want to try to keep this split up as much as possible. But if you want to come tonight, that's strictly up to you. And uh, so far in the two Sunday morning services, we've had plenty of room. And uh, so Lord bless you. Praying for everybody. Be safe. Remember, no shaking hands, hugging necks, kissing cheeks, all of that. So I know that's difficult on all of us. Some of you it's not, but a lot of us it is. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Church back here at 5 o'clock tonight.